it's just the freaking design of human bodies that's intelligence that is in that system and the brain knows that when you stand in that position you your cell at a cellular level you believe that you got this that you that there's not a threat that you got this and so the brain in its brilliance goes oh we got this so i'm going to create some happy juice and i'm going to decrease the stress juice you know so what happens your cortisol welcome to the marketing your practice podcast where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing each episode you'll learn simple effective easily actionable and heart-centered marketing strategies and here's your host angus pike well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. If you're in your car, I hope you've got your belt on and you're buckled in because we've got a fabulous conversation that we're about to have. Now, we're going to be chatting with the amazing Dr. Cynthia. Now, Dr. Cynthia has worked with entrepreneurs and thought leaders for the past 30 years, which will amaze you because she looks 15 when you're watching the video as well. <laughs> yeah, how'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> she helps them to empower and lead happier and healthier lives, which we all need as well. And she's going to talk a little bit today about how to use your body to project confidence and credibility and charisma as well. She's worked with Olympic athletes, America's Top Cup teams, and companies such as Dell Software and the Southern Californian Edison. These groups hire her to help create better performance and resilience. Now, in particular today, we're going to be talking about stage presence, and we're going to be talking through a concept called the stage authority formula, which I'm really excited about. Enough talking from me. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Angus. I'm so excited to be here and share this with your folks who are my people. My that, people, you know, yeah. the, the health healthcare providers, people taking care of folks, and I think it will be really powerful information for them. So thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we were talking beforehand because, you know, and I get stuck in this too. I'm, you know, love chatting about marketing and our conversations tend to go a lot towards kind of online strategies and Facebook and Instagram and videos and blogging and all those kind of things there too. And, you know, I mentioned to you beforehand, when I first, you know, my first two practices and then the third one that I built too, my major strategy for reaching out to my community was through group talks you know it was right. by communicating from one to many and sometimes the many was two people sometimes it was one as as well right. but there's a real craft at which we don't talk i don't talk enough about it as well which is why i'm really excited to have you um on here before we dive into all of that though can we have a little bit of your background story if anyone's been hiding under a rock doesn't know about cynthia what kind of brings <laughs> you to this moment here now right well you know there are a lot of things like, you know, I've been at this for 30 years. And so th there has been a lot of uh, beautiful paths that I've gone down. But in 2006, my uh, 2005, my husband and I sold our practice. So I, I practiced with my husband as a chiropractor. And we had, uh, we had built a successful practice and had done a lot of investments. And we had a plan, like a plan, an awesome plan that we were going to take our kids. And my husband is French. We were going to spend some time in France and do some homeschooling and we ended up buying an RV and we're going to travel like we had all these things happening and then my mother got cancer and so yeah and so yeah. we hung out and we stayed in town and I you know I, I really watched her die for a year and a half and it was so hard so so hard and you yeah. know as a doctor it's like my doctor's heart is trying to figure out how to get this all done and my daughter's heart is just Wow, it was it was a really hard time. Let me put it that way. Mm. And 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 at the same time, that was when the market was crashing, 
And so everything that we had worked for for 20 years just, you know, like it's like so many people, the things that we had invested in and, you know, we had done what we thought was great. And so we looked at, we moved, went through a lot of different gyrations and decided that we're going to have to go back into practice because we, I, we had thought that we had completed that uh, chiropractic loop, you know, and just like you said, when I spoke to you before, you, it never gets out of your system. Mm. And so we said, well, we'll go back into practice. And much like you, one of the ways that I had gotten patients previously was going into companies and doing lunch and learns mm. and, you know, teaching them ergonomics or stress management or something. And I ended up really loving it. I, God, I do. I totally remember the first uh, patient orientation class, the first POC I did, I swear to God, the whole day I was sick. There was three people that I, that were patients of mine. I'd had their hands, their central nervous system in my hands for a weeks before. And I just thought I was going to die. Uh, you know, so anyway, long story short, we moved to a different city and I thought, okay, well, I, I just let me go start talking again because uh, I had developed a, a joy for it. And I joined a Toastmasters club. Uh, and so I, yeah. And so I started yeah. giving talks. And if you've ever been to a Toastmasters club, there's, you know, there's like, they had their, their little rules. And one of the things they do is called a body language analysis. So mm -hmm. each class or each uh, meeting, somebody gets designated as the body language person. And Angus, you will, all of you all uh, in the physical body workers will totally appreciate this, that the first time I did the body language, I just so knocked it out of the park because it's what we look at all day. Like, oh, well, you're, you're, you're crooked. Your shoulders are hunched. You're not carrying your authority. You look like a dork, you know, like move your body, like move your, so I nailed it. And it started this fascination with me uh, about six years ago and so I started doing talks I got asked to give talks for Toastmasters for their conferences on body language because it's everything that we do and so that for me it was just uh, really a lot of fun and uh, you know I love nothing more than talking about posture <laughs> and I had to find a way to make it uh, other than getting adjusted uh, we talked about I love to talk one to many and so what's a problem that posture solves I'm like I'm a solution looking for a problem because mm. I just think about it all the time and speaking is really uh, and how you project yourself is so much about how you carry yourself it's your it's your stature yeah, it's interesting. Just this week, one of the patients I was adjusting on Thursday, she's going along to some um, acting and voice coaching lessons. Yeah. And she said the entire first two hours that they were there, all her coach talked about was posture. Like, yes. talk now and stand on this part of your feet, see what it sounds like, change this, see what it sounds like. And she said, I was blown away. She Absolutely. said the different sounds my body made as I shifted my postures, I moved my tension in and away from my diaphragm, all those kind of things that took, which we never, I mean, you know, obviously as body workers, chiropractors, you know, massage, so many that are kind of listening to this, we're aware of the impact. But even as Lola was telling me, I'm like, wow, it made that much of a difference. She said, Absolutely. yeah, it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's extraordinary. And so the thing that I love about it, Angus, and you all, you're, all y'all are going to totally appreciate this, 
it's, it's three, it's, there's three elements to it, which mm -hmm. I, which I actually had to come up with a name with because it was the three, three things I love to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, so I call it physical intelligence, but it's just, it's three things. One is how your alignment affects your energy, you know, mm -hmm. from, from the standpoint of everything that we all know about, you know, we have to be vital and energized and basically healthy in yes. order to get out there and be able to be resilient and um, have a sustainable business of any sort. So how you posture affects your energy. And then it's how, how you project out. So how your body affects other people's bodies and minds um, in, in that you're perceived in a certain way, which we know affects every single interaction you have with people afterwards, that first impression. And then the third element though, is how your posture affects your own brain like how it changes your neurotransmitters so that you actually feel more confident, so you feel happier. You know, it's just this beautiful trifecta. Now, I'm sure you're aware there's an amazing, fascinating TED talk where the woman- Oh yeah, yeah. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Because the hormonal changes and the confident changes that come with, was it a Wonder Woman pose? Is that what she called yeah. it? Yeah, she, called it, she called it power poses. Power pose. I think Got it is the second most watched uh, TED Talk of all time, one really? top five. Let's let's say that way. Yeah, uh, yeah and it is for two for two reasons. <laughs> for two reasons, uh, one <laughs> one is that she really shared a heartfelt moment with us. Which, as mm -hmm. speakers, it's really important that as you talk about, we share some of our vulnerability and those soft mm -hmm. spaces. And she gives us a very actionable thing, which is, you know, stand like this, like Wonder Woman in that pose, which we, we call, you know, arms akimbo. And you're basically in a uh, kind of in the anatomical position, <laughs> you know, nice. with your feet pointed straight ahead over your hips. I, I uh, make it really easy for my clients and my patients. I, I call it bowling ball over buckets over booty over boots, yes. meaning your bowling ball is your head, your buckets are a little bit like a yoke. You know, in the old days, we used to wear buckets of water on a yoke. So yes. kind of pulling down over your booty and then over your boots. So it's that alignment and, and taking up space. And what happens, you're obviously not going to stand like that if we're an interview or on the stage necessarily. But when you do that, it changes your own neurotransmitters because it's just the freaking design of human bodies. That's intelligence that is in that system. And the brain knows that when you stand in that position, you, your cell at a cellular level, you believe that you got this, that you, that there's not a threat that you got this. And so the brain in its brilliance goes, Oh, we got this. So I'm going to create some happy juice and I'm going to decrease the stress juice. You know, so what happens, your cortisol uh, and adrenaline diminish uh, in some studies by 25% and your testosterone, which even for women is that risk, uh, risk taking and uh, feeling confident that elevates 15% after two minutes of doing that. Wow. And I can imagine, Cynthia, this would be helpful and valuable to do, not only when we're giving some kind of public presentation, but when we're meeting new people. You know, you know, I would know for me if I was about to meet a doctor for the first time and they walked in the room and they gave off this sense of I've got this. It's like, oh, I'd want to work with that person. Like, so it's, it, of it course. Comes, yeah. Other areas in our life yeah. that this kind of spills over into. Yeah. Well, you know, 
posture is a 24 seven thing. You know, yes. we're, I'm speaking to the choir, but there's no time that un, under, as long as you have a spine and you are under gravity, you mm. should always be in alignment. That's pretty much it. There's yeah. no time. There's just no time that that is okay. There's yes. just not, whether you're talking to a patient or, or for your own physiology and uh, psychology, because physiology drives psychology. Yeah. You know, yeah, yours well, and everybody else's perception of you. That, that's what's fascinating about it, because you go, okay, that this I, because for my memory, showed too is that not only you know when when i did this power pose beforehand and i'll make sure in the show notes as well i'll put a link to the if you hadn't seen the yes. it was there. Yes. and i actually went and read some of the studies in behind it too because when the people did the power poses as well it increased their chances of being employed in those situations yes. a whole bunch of things came across that way that that really changed there as well you have a a process or a formula that you call the stage authority formula where does this kind of fit into that so uh, your, your audience will appreciate this too. I always love to go back to biology, right? Yes. So if you, if you think of yourself, as you have mentioned before um, in, the, in the talk that we did, that we come from hunter and gatherers, 10,000 mm. generations of hunter and gatherers of bands of around 150. Mm. Um, so up until uh, pretty much biologically till yesterday. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, yeah. And so if you can imagine being on a savanna and, and there's, you've got your tribe uh, in your enclave and in the distance, a couple of people, uh, figures are moving towards you. What's the first thing that you, your primitive brain is going to notice as a threat from a threat standpoint? Yeah, I guess you're looking at posture, you're looking at how they're holding themselves. Yes. That, that's what you're kind of looking at. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. It's their alignment. Yes. You know, because that tells you their, their capacity. It mm. tells you, because we're always doing this, like, can I take him? Is he going to take me? You know, and the first thing we notice is our alignment. Because if somebody is walking like that, are they going to be more or less of a threat to us? Yeah, less. Yeah, totally. Our brain's going to go, oh, I got them. If it comes down to it, I got them. But yeah. also that, that is part of what we need to create as authority. So if you look at somebody like Colin Powell, and the reason they teach this so strongly in the military is because it works. Mm. You know, Colin Powell, you would never see slunched over, mm. would you? No. No, he's always got that what's called command presence, and it comes from his alignment. So the formula, the, the, the first actionable part of it is the alignment. If we, if we back up though, uh, before you even think about alignment, there's three P's that you have to think about. One is your purpose, one is the people that you're connecting with, and the third is the persona that you need to be in order to be that bridge between your message which I believe is a holy message or like a sacred message to you that you're yes. here to channel and the beautiful peeps that you're trying to, to help. So you, you, I look at us all like disco balls. Nice. Like when people, when people say I want to be authentic, I'm like, yeah, dude. So which authentic part of you are you going to be? Are you going to be the mom or the sister or the yeah. little girl or the raving crazy person? Cause you're all of it. Because mm. we're disco balls. We've got mm. all these facets. Uh, it's what Brene Brown talks about being wholehearted. Like embrace it all because it's all you. Yes. Um, so which disco facets, which, which beam do you want to embody 
in order to be the best bridge between your message and the people that you're trying to share that message with. And so that you, all comes to the purpose and people and persona. Do, when you're talking with people about, you know, what their levels of authenticity, authenticity is, do they get stuck? Do they get, you know, with who am I going to choose and how should I choose and why do I want to be like, you know, Brown Brown or do I want to be like Tony Robbins or do I need to, like, how do we find that level of authenticity? Have you got thoughts around that? I, I have many thoughts around that because I, I love to give my opinion. <laughs> Hence me asking the <laughs> question. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, so I think that what is most authentic is to be the cleanest messenger to deliver that message in that moment to that person. Mm. So I, ca I cannot deliver a message to you in the same way that I deliver it to a CEO, in the same day, the way that I do it to eighth graders when I teach them about their posture and presence. Because that's not authentic. That's being all about me and my trying to say, well, I'm gonna be who I am. Okay, that's great. But that's not being authentic to the message. That's not being authentic to being a, like the best messenger that you can in service of the person and the message. So I have a, like a contrarian view on the authenticity thing. Yeah, so it kind of changes as with what's going on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's being adaptable and that's what human, our human uh, ecosystem is supposed to be adaptable, right? It's just goofy to think I'm gonna always be like this uh, because it, the reality is you're not. Yeah. I think what's interesting about that too, I, I often have a chuckle because sometimes, you know, you go around to different kind of business groups and, you know, you're studying marketing and entrepreneur, that kind of stuff. And they talk about this kind of elevator pitch where I'm going to stand inside an elevator and you're going to give you a little 30 to 60 to 90 second speech. Look, I, and I think this, I go, I don't care how cool your 90 second speech. If you jump inside an elevator and start talking to me, I'm going to think you're a freak. So right. it's, it, like, that's about a be aware of your audience and, and right you know, there's an idea of, you know, a great friend of mine, Martin Harvey, who's such a beautiful communicator. Martin always talks about, you, you, you know, your message, there are two sides to a message. There's the message, but there's also the receiver side of it. And you need to yeah. change that. And ideally, your message should always be communicating in the language of the person yes. that's listening to the message there too. So it should change. It needs to change. Yeah. And I think that's what a caring, thoughtful person does is they go yeah. out of their way to really, mm. and you know, you obviously have a level of emotional intelligence. And I think as body, when we're watching people all the time, we're looking for feedback and rapport. We're like, mm, yeah. is this message hitting the path or, you know, or is it missing somewhere along the way there too? So, um, I like yeah, it. yeah, ab absolutely. And, and I think, uh, you and I both like to work with people that are heart centered and, and that, that they have a message, mm. you know, like they, they, they're taking a stand on something and it doesn't have to be like the message of the universe. It could be just like, they have a point of view, which I believe um, part of my stage authority formula is that we need to be the most vital capable vessel mm. in order for that message to download into us. Yep. You know, so that actually is part of the big picture is like your body is not just this uh, uh, meat sack, you know, like yep. we talked about. It's, it, and, and I get, even though I love Dave Asprey for many of the things he does, when he talks about bodies as meat sacks and many other people, we all believe that it's from the neck up, like all the important stuff happens from the neck up. Uh, it's just not true. 
You know, this body has got infinite intelligence at a cellular level that uh, we, you know, we need to take advantage of. And our, we read body to body. You know, it's not, they've done studies and they find that when people um, have high blood pressure, if somebody comes in and sits next to them, their, high, their blood pressure will elevate to go in sync with that. There's no, there's no above the neck communication. It's a, it's a cell to cell thing. And that's what happens with audiences. Their, their body is reading your body. Yeah. It, it, there's so much, there's so much to it when somebody's giving a message, you know, I spend a lot of time talking about creating a video as well. And yes, there's the words that you're saying and there's the structure of, you know, we talk about a five part kind of video structure there too, but you're so right that there's intangibles. And the thing is too, see that they're so damn hard for me to coach. I'm like that it's right, missing, yeah. but like what, like, what is it? You know, we, and I think certainly, you know, our audience that are listening to this are health practitioners. Man, if you don't look healthy, like get yeah. that in place beforehand. Paul right. Check, whose stuff I love to listen to, he says, if you're a health practitioner and you're out there lecturing, you should be doing it in your underwear, which is a bit full on. But well, I, what yeah. he's saying. Essentially, that, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, do you represent, you know, are you the product of what you're selling um, as yeah. well? And I, I got to really agree. You know, I don't want to take advice of somebody that's sells smells of cigarette smoke. I don't want to take advice of somebody that looks like, man, you can't even manage your own health. Why should I be taking advice from you about kind of managing mine as well? So, you know, there are all these kind of steps that, that, um, that build through this. What you're really talking about is alignment. (laughs) It's alignment. And I, 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 we, we believe it begins in the body, but it's really what, what is physical is metaphorical. That's the way the brain is designed. So, you know, this whole concept of alignment initiates through, um, embodied cognition through our actual parts and understanding what alignment is through the physiology, which gives us the capacity to understand what it is as a concept. And so, you know, that's why when we're talking about this formula, we're, we're going back to the basic physiology of, of how our brains function and what they're looking at body to body. That's right. So you align yourself and then, okay, now you've got all this, then you can go to the next levels. But in, if you're like this, nobody is going to look at you as the authority that you are. And frankly, they shouldn't. Mm. Because if you're on stage like this, what that, is, what that is saying to your own brain is that you are nervous about what you're saying. Maybe you don't believe it. Or as you talked about, you don't have that confidence, confident well, uh, wheel going the, quite the way it needs to be. If you do, then you need to like, literally stand in your power pull those shoulders down be willing to like be in front of the stage and and take a stand for what it is that you're saying literally yeah i like it a stance you really feel uh like you kind of go oh yeah i feel kind of badass when you stand that way because once again that is the design it's the human operating system thank goodness so i'm just you know, I think about all the people that I coach through community influencer that are struggling to take the next step of whatever it is. And I wonder how many of them, you know, because I know they're competent. You know, I, I yes. know they can help people. They've been, you know, had a successful practice for decades. You know, they're good at what they do. And that's about how do we take that message out and share it with more people? The thing that may just be holding them back is just physiology, you know? Yeah. Like, and if they yeah. can just, you know, I, I'm, 
I'm telling myself I'm not so great. I've got this hunched over physiology, which then reinforces that I'm not so great. So of course I don't want to reach out to the world as well. No, but what if I yeah. just changed my physiology, changed my body there as, as well, and then asked myself that question. Then as you talked about before, maybe then I start to kind of uh, yeah. embody that badass type sort of uh, yeah. persona uh, moving forwards. It's just a beautiful feedback cycle. So I, I, how, how I look at it is you energize your system first and then you embody it and then you go engage. You don't try to engage without doing all this because you know research indicates that 93% of what we're communicating isn't what's coming out of your mouth, it's mm. what your body is saying. You know, how you sit, stand, walk, bend, how you move, what you're, what's happening in your facial expressions. So. Yeah do you go in that order what what everybody does is they want to do the engaged piece <sighs> you know yes. i want to do i want to do videos i want to like do business development i want to find all these things we do in business de development our marketing our ideal client like oh yeah that's what i'm gonna spend my time on i'm like okay but when you go to do this engagement if you don't have vital energy and you're not embodying that person literally then this is going to be a minimal uh, effect so when I've got all of that sorted, you know, physiology is, is good, alignment is, is great, purpose is feeling great, and I'm then wanting to design a presentation, and particularly, you know, whether it be one of those kind of keynotes that might be 60 to 90 minutes there too, is there a structure to that that helps to keep an audience engaged to lead to the outcome that we want? Yeah, totally. I mean, please... Um you know, I, I have a very strong opinion on the body versus the content, but I do know that content and messaging and words are super powerful. Right. It's just, they're not the first thing. The first, when it's human to human, you know, right. they're not the first thing. But there, it, when you have a structure to a signature talk, um, and a signature talk, you know, that's what it's, it's called in the in industry. We might call it a patient orientation class or a lunch and learn, um, but basically, you want to, there's four different things that you need to accomplish that you need to have them connect to you. So at the beginning of your talk, you want to first establish your authority because you have to establish authority. There's a lot of research that says, you know, you want to have authority and likability. You know, you want power and warmth. Totally true. And people are not going to listen to you at all to begin with if you don't establish your authority. And so you, you do that first. Um, and then immediately following that, you make yourself accessible. So yes. like then you create the warmth. So it's the first is you create the accessibility, like I'm ordinary and yet I'm pretty extraordinary. That's why you're here to listen to me, you know, and you're always like trying to do both of those things. How and might, then, sorry. sorry, how might, what are some examples of how I could establish authority with an audience? Well, first of all, and super important is your introduction. Yes. So when you, like, I, I, if you're smart, you give the introduction to the person that's going to introduce you. And I can tell you, oh my God, I had one of the worst introductions by a mentor of mine who was actually doing me, uh, who was had me come and speak on his stage, which is a big stage. You know, I was really lucky, but he gave me that introduction just was not appropriate. He's like, I got this. You know, I was his personal chiropractor too. So I, for two years, I was taking care of him so he could get up on these stages around the country. And so I thought, okay, he's got this. Oh my God, it was so not, 
<laughs> it did not establish my authority at all. Um, so what you need to do is you write out the, you write out the bio and mm -hmm. the introduction. So that if somebody else is establishing your authority, which is really the best way. Got it. And then, yeah, and then you come out, how you come out sets the tone for all of it. Whether you're just coming on a podcast and you're walking from one place to the next, or you're walking on stage, or you're walking into a treatment room, um, you know, how you, that alignment and movement, yeah. movement, movement is the next uh, level of that. So how you hold your parts and how you move your parts, foundational. So that's your, that is establishing your authority. And then you establish the warmth through your smiles. It's yes. the easiest possible way. Plus, it makes your own neurology and psychology happy. You know? Yeah. Other things, I'm going to get nitty gritty on here because it's my way my brain works. Yeah. Uh, ideally, we would want somebody else to read out our bio, which we would write. Are there things that are available for you to put in your bio that will help to establish that authority? What should we say? What shouldn't we say? You know, if we've got three or four sentences, you know, we want to keep it short and brief. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a tricky one, but you need to establish that you, um, you have gotten results with people that, that might be a little bit similar to them or, and, or that they aspire to be like, yes. so like in my bio, I said, you know, I, this is a bunch of uh, healthcare providers. So they want to know, are, are you a successful practitioner? Like, yeah. why should I even listen to you? Yes. So uh, what I said was I have worked with Olympics athletes from six different countries and yes. I have, my yes. husband is a six time Olympian. So yes. we've worked with kayakers from all around the world. I have worked with companies like Dell software, you know, so that establishes that like I am, I'm legit, but you don't want to go the overload all the things that you've done, you know? So I said that I was 30 years in practice, so I'm, I'm not brand new, which is awesome to be brand new because you, you just use that in a different way. You, mm -hmm. you put that to your, to your bent interest. But whenever I go on stage, uh, the first thing I do before I even speak is I walk out with authority and not like, you know, and we, we as uh, practitioners know there's a big difference between contracting your rhomboids and like standing in like a, I'm going to, you know, yes. knock you down kind of a way, yeah. as, as opposed to just being in alignment and pulling your shoulders down. I call it the queen's walk or the king's walk. Yes. You're not like a wilde buddy but you're elegant, you're regal, you're refined, you're, you have presence. And then get on the middle of the stage and just look at people and smile. And with your palms open, like you're, like you're open them. So you just, before you even said a word, you're establishing your likability and your authority. Yeah, I love it. I, I love that journey there too. So likability, authority, and then uh, again, uh, what, what happens after that? Is there a way in terms of a content structure because I'm kind of hearing that's not your gig, that, um, you know, get those first ones kind of sorted and then let the content kind of flow. Or is there a structure in a front no, that might yeah, work? Yeah, that's well? good question. There, there is, if, you're, if your goal is to convert. <laughs> if, and by convert, I mean have them, uh, you're selling, even if you're not selling a product, you're selling an idea. You're selling uh, something that you want them to come with you and be on the journey with you that you can help them. And so you start out with that connecting on the heart and establishing your credibility, and then you give them content. I strongly believe in education-based marketing so that you, like you talk about, there's a problem and you're, you're showing them how to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to, have, to give them three data points. 
And with every data point, I think there should be a point and a story. You know, so like you show them a, a client testimonial, how somebody had that problem and you helped them. And you share their name. Obviously, you don't share their last name, but you like make it personal. Um, so there's data and the data drives down to your call to action. So the next sequence would be your call to action. What it is that you want them to do. And that, that uh, also infuses everything from the very beginning is that call to action. Because you're mm -hmm. going to seed that throughout your talk. You know, yes. you're not going to see it at like, oh, and I'm about to give you something. You're just seeding that you worked with this person and, and the way you work with them got that result from them, for them, yeah. you know, or they came to my office and I was working with them and this is what we produced for them. Or I, this is a, you know, they took my course and now they were able to go out and they, you know, they had a great speech or they did a great talk or they got that promotion, you know, and then at the end, a lot of people wait to the end to do their offer or do their, uh, yeah, offer, whatever it is, their call to action. But I don't think you should do that. I think we want to end with some like a reconnecting with them, you know? So that's, that's a formula, a signature talk formula, which, um, I, I have, uh, I love, but you know, it's not the, the thing that is really most important is how you deliver it, but yeah. the structure is secondarily important. So I uh, put together a little video and signature talk outline that helps me. And I use that every single time I, I go through this, this structure so that it, it gets me thinking, uh, what is it that I need to do? Who do I need to be? What is, what is, uh, the purpose that I've got there? Yeah. yeah. And so that's a video training that you've put together. Where can they go and find that video training? The, the training is on the course site, which is stage authority formula, one word.com and slash signature talk. Yeah. So that will kind of, it will like take them through the process because it's a little bit different than a POC. It's a little bit, certainly different than a 10 minute video. Yeah. I think there are things though, regardless of whether somebody going, you know, grabbing their phone and going live for a minute on Instagram or doing a longer talk too, you know, thinking about what does my posture reflect of yes. me? You know, how am I presenting all those kind of things? There would be super valuable there too. I'm going to go and check that out as well. I'll have that link in the show notes um, for everybody as, as well. There's another thing I really want to talk with you about today. It's a passion project that you're working on at the moment. And it seems to be a question that I have come to me all the time is this idea of tech overwhelm, which is oh, I want to share my message one to many, but cameras and videos and editing and WordPress and click funnels. And I don't know where to start. What do I do? How do I do it? And you're putting together a summit. You're interviewing a whole bunch of people, of which I was lucky enough to be interviewed. Yes. So tell us about the kind of what the mission is with that, what started that, what your vision is, and then how people can be involved in that project as well. Oh, well, thanks for asking. And uh, honestly, thank you so much for being, you are just delightful to interview. Just the best. Obviously you do this so well. I, you made it easy and, uh, and plus fascinating information. And for me, the reason that I decided to do that was I am so overwhelmed by technology. You know, I might not look like it, but I am over 40 years old. No, no. Yeah. For those of you that are watching the video or not watching the video, you should go and watch it now. And you guys think, yeah, not true. Too oh, young. no. I'm so very far over. Yeah. Yeah, that's so silly. Yeah. Uh, I am way over 40. So uh, I grew up when there was no um, answering machines, there was no 
emails. There was no, certainly none of these little things that are taking over our lives. And I, I have a love-hate relationship with them, but mostly I have been in this develop, business development as many of uh, your, your group has. And you'll go to one guru and they say, you got to do the Insta snap book face chat. <laughs> and so you got to do that and then that and then that and then that and then Zoom and then Aweber and then ClickFunnels and then lead pages. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to take a nap. And so I... I work with speakers and entrepreneurs and we're all in this same little thing. And as we talked about that, we have a fear that masquerades and, and gets us stuck in this. So I thought, okay, well, why don't I just have some people come on and tell me um, strategically how to think about this and then, uh, then have some case studies of people who have solved this and how they use it as speakers and entrepreneurs themselves. And then some, you know, brilliant experts and so that's what I'm doing. So I'm basically helping myself. Yeah. And, and, and all the people that are in the same situation, which honestly is most of the people that I talk to. Yeah. And it, it's all of us. You know, at some yeah. level we get stuck because technology is evolving on a daily basis. And what worked last week is different this week. And even if you're using the same platform, they go ahead and they darn well update it. And the buttons aren't in the same place that they were. What <laughs> so is it? What with that? Yeah, get one thing sorted and then it kind of changes from there too. So I think there's going to be a great project and uh, Cynthia's giving it all away for free. You don't have to do anything. She's going to kind of drip it all out to you. There's going to be, yeah. how many people are you into? Is it 20? No, I've got, uh, right now I've got 24. 24, yeah. great. Okay. 24 different experts, yes. Yeah, so you've started doing this. Um, by the time we release this, and I'll make sure I kind of release this in the time leading up to it. So I really want to encourage all of our listeners um, head to the show notes. You know where it is. Head to adiomedia.com forward slash podcast. You'll find this episode here with Cynthia and I. And somewhere in the show notes there will be all the details for where you can get in and engage with the summit as, as well. If you're feeling uh, technology overwhelmed, this is the spot for you to go and, um, and, and check there as well. I, I, I love your message that you've shared today, Cynthia. It's got me really thinking because I get hung up on content structure because I, I love yeah. that kind of stuff. I think it's just how my brain works. And you're brilliant at it. Uh, but you've really, thank you, thank you, firstly. You've really reminded me that because uh, I know that so much of communication has nothing to do with that. It's you and I connecting, we're smiling at each other, we're, we're just being human beings inside of yeah. there as well. And this idea that, you know, perhaps what's holding me back in some areas there too is all that's in between me and me taking action might be some postural changes, you know, getting Absolutely. into power posture. I love that that excites me as, as, as well. So do you have any kind of final thoughts that you'd like to kind of share with our audience? And then can you let them know also, um, you know, where they might kind of find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the final the thing that I would really love you as healthcare practitioners is to understand that when it comes to alignment and posture and health, it, it's it's always so much more than just those things. It, it impacts people's lives on this really profound level in their ability to communicate who they are with others. And that is what is the bridge between your message being like up here in the ether trying to channel down through you and the beautiful souls that you're trying to help. And sometimes the, the noise we have that we create ourselves by not holding ourselves right or not moving on stage or, or not being healthy ourselves, that noise we can fix really just like stand in your power. And if you don't hold yourself in 
it's high esteem, then people will not hold you, literally hold you in high esteem. So that would be what I would say. And you know, if you want more information, you can go to stageauthority.com and I'd love you to get that, the uh, video I did because I think it'll be really helpful. It was helpful to me and I use it every time. Yeah, so well, I'm gonna get it. You'll be aware you'll see me popping up there shortly because I'm interested in kind of learning more about it as, as well. Cynthia, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And I really wanna honor you for, um, you know, that the difficult time, you know, you had this vision where you and your family were gonna go off kind of wandering through Europe and the challenges that kind of came about with your mum passing and the difficulties of that to <laughs> say, you know, we're gonna hunker down and we're gonna do something new and we're gonna reinvent ourselves. And, you know, you yeah. look at this now and then this next part of your journey of this too. I, I, I just, I love constant and never ending improvement and, and you seem Absolutely. to be just such a living example of it too. So. Thanks for being so ace with that. Thanks for joining us in here. To all of our wonderful audience gang, thanks for all that you do. Remember, guys, you save lives each and every day. Absolutely. Keep at it. Cynthia, goodbye. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. I will talk with you again really soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.